The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. To start our practice on Sunday morning, the four quarters chant, or what we sometimes call the suffusion with the divine abidings. And it's really this chant, it's more of a reflection, and I find it really useful to memorize the words or <clears throat> come up with your own version of it because it's, it's calling on our confidence that my mind, this heart, the sort of collection of attitudes or moods, that it's as fixed as it might seem, you know, if we're in a grumpy mood, it's not as fixed as we imagine. And this chant is just learning how skillfully in a way that actually works for us learning how to call on some of the more wholesome attitudes. Like, if I were interested in being friendly, having a friendly attitude right now, would we know how to evoke a friendly attitude? Or am I just stuck being irritable and grumpy and aversive? And the habit generally is, when we're aversive, is we just think, well, that's who I am and there's nothing I can do about it, except fix the conditions that are bothering me, and then I can be happy, then I'll be friendly. But if you're willing to check this out and experiment, you may find that before, I mean, there are times we can't change the conditions, but we still can change the attitude, because the attitude that we have in any given moment is not nearly as fixed as we think it is. What makes it fixed, whatever, like if we have a depressive attitude, or a hateful attitude, or a despairing attitude, or an envious attitude, what makes it appear to be fixed, like solid identity, this is who I am, is the thought that it's fixed, it's who I am. It's kind of, you know, that trapped in the, you know, it's sort of like we're addicted, whatever the particular mood is, we're addicted to thinking that's me. And if we simply had a more spacious mind and we noticed all the different attitudes and moods through one day, it would be so clear to us that I'm not any of those moods. They're like different weather systems that blow on through. Now I'm irritable. Now I'm happy. Now I'm friendly. Now I'm not wanting to be social. Now I'm this, now I'm that. This is just the current weather system. And then we learn this uh, essential teaching that it matters what we're paying attention to. So when I'm irritable, or when you're irritable, what's the tendency? We want to keep looking, bringing up in our mind the content or the conditions that are irritable to us. You know how it is? It's like when we're angry, we keep, it's almost like we have radar for anything that could possibly reinforce or rationalize why we're angry. We bring up this, we notice the poop on the sidewalk, <laughs> the neighbor who hasn't mowed their lawn, the this, the that, the fact that we put on the wrong shirt or it's got a stain on it or something like that. So, 
part of learning how to shift the mood, the attitude, is realizing and working with that basic principle. It really is the basic principle of karma. It matters what we pay attention to, or it's a karmic act. It has reverberations. So who we become, how life unfolds for us, is dependent on what we're, cho- what we're choosing to pay attention to right now. And we think, well, I'm just paying attention to what's front and center, like what's showing up in my life. But, you know, like in this moment, we could be attuning to so... I mean, the present moment is incredibly diverse. Like I could be noticing some pain in my body, but there's so many places in my body that aren't painful. So the fact that I'm paying attention to that little ache in my knee right here, my left knee, that's not the only thing that's here and now in the present moment. It's just a habit. You know, it's, I think, part of our evolutionary history to want to pay attention to where there's pain or where there's an apparent threat or unresolved pain. And of course, it can be really helpful to bring our attention to those places. But we don't want to be stuck always looking for what's going to scare us, what's going to trigger that anxiety or that fear or that reactivity. So let's do this chant together to begin our sitting time, the suffusion with the divine abidings. Now let us make the four boundless qualities shine forth. I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with loving kindness. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below around and everywhere, and to all as to myself. I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with loving kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable without hostility and without ill will. I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with compassion, likewise the second, likewise the third, Likewise, the four, so <coughs> around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing.
all-encompassing world, with a mind imbued with compassion, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with gladness, likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world, with a mind imbued with gladness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. I will abide, pervading one border, with a mind imbued with equanimity, likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world, with a mind imbued with equanimity, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill-will. Let's take some time, listen to the body, adjust, find a comfortable enough sitting posture that will work for you today. Remembering, of course, it won't be a perfect posture, it just needs to be good enough. And the first thing to Bring to mind after you feel settled enough is to recognize the simple, subtle pleasure of being present. And in a sense, it's more about what's not there. So when we're present, it means the mind has dropped its hungry distractedness, the mind that's looking for something interesting to think about or pay attention to. So one of the 
aspects of being present, opening to the conditions of the moment just as they are here and now. It means that we don't need the moment to be different other than what it is. The present moment is already here and now. So recognizing that it's like this now, this is being known, being felt. In a simple way, it liberates the mind from finding or getting the moment it thinks it wants. So there's a peacefulness to this acceptance of the present moment being known, being felt. And that's a real actual pleasure that can be recognized. It feels good to be present in the same way that it's stressful to be distracted in all the little and big ways the mind tends to be distracted. So we're taking the time and we're establishing within our own heart this value of being present with our own experience. And you can just start with the experience of your body sitting. And nobody is saying that the sensations of sitting are pleasant. But instead, what's the point the Buddha is making is being open or being connected with the experience here and now, experience of the body sitting is a relief. It means the mind, the attention isn't running around looking for a special experience to know. Instead, it's just resting, opening to the way it is. Sitting is like this. And we can work more specifically with that simple rhythm of breathing in and breathing out. That means the ordinary sensations here in the body of breathing in, the ordinary felt sensations of breathing out. We're developing this very specific mental muscle of being able to connect and sustain interest, attention with something ordinary like the sensations of breathing in and out. That doesn't mean we need to manage or control how we breathe in and out. 
you just trust the body to breathe and it might feel controlled or it might feel awkward but let the body breathe however it's going to breathe that's okay just simply track that physical experience of breathing in and breathing out just as it is learn how to be intimate with something ordinary how to keep it in mind. Begin again and again. And of course, this means we're abandoning whatever else the mind might be paying attention to because we're working now in an exclusive way this exclusive interest and in that ordinary experience of breathing in breathing out very relaxed but unwavering attention. And the continuity comes from a simple, pure interest in the breathing process. There's also a subtle but very real pleasure in the mind abandoning the diversity of our experience and learning how to keep something simple like the breathing process in mind, how to be interested in something ordinary like just feeling the air touching the nostrils as the breath comes in and goes out. And letting everything else fall into the background of the mind. Don't expect perfection, 
Just do this one half breath at a time. So you get a taste of success when you can be simply tracking the physicality of breathing in from the beginning to the end. Count that as a real success. And then the beginning of the out-breath from the beginning to the end. And then another real success. And that's how you build momentum, one half breath at a time. Relaxation is essential. the habit-based <clears throat> mind, <clears throat> excuse me, will dangle interesting thoughts, provocative problems. But you can train your mind to recognize those off-ramps and realize we don't have to take the bait. It's just an impulse to worry about something or plan or problem solve. But instead I can do this very simple thing of being interested in the ordinary process of breathing in and being interested in the ordinary process of breathing out and learning how to be intimate with something ordinary and to learn to feel the pleasure of that simplicity, that seclusion.
it's possible to be both interested and relaxed at the same time. And don't be concerned if the breath becomes more refined, more subtle. It's actually good because it requires a more sustained attentiveness in order to track that more subtle breath. Learn to appreciate this pleasure of seclusion, simplicity, which means you have to attune to it. And we're not used to attuning to something subtle. Just because it's subtle doesn't mean that it isn't healing and impactful. 
just takes practice to attune. more we can trust in the healing power of that presence, that continuity of present moment awareness, 
then you'll notice that quality of inclusiveness. So even though we've been using a more exclusive attention to the breathing process, as you feel the breath coming in, you can allow that inclusive awareness of the whole experience of the body. And as you feel the breath going out, let there be this inclusive awareness of the totality of the sitting body, just as it is. And this inclusive aspect of present moment awareness also is pleasant to be open in this inclusive way to the whole body as you're breathing in each time as you're breathing out. And we're not looking for particular sensations in the body. Just begin by receiving the entirety of the bodily experience as you breathe in. This open, inclusive awareness of the whole body as you breathe out. Nothing is being left out. No longer trying to fix the body or judge it. This is how, in an important but seemingly small way, we heal the world. And it's this harmonizing between the mind and the physicality of the body. And we're learning how to be <clears throat> present without any need for conflict or denial without any need for judgment or control. Noticing the calming effect of that, harmonizing body and mind. the fourth instruction from the Buddha. He asks us to train ourselves while breathing in to notice that embodied calm or tranquility. And then as you're breathing out, to notice, to keep in mind that sense of bodily calm. Even if initially it's quite faint, 
wherever in the body you can sense that absence of conflict, absence of judgment, unconditional acceptance. And you'll notice, of course, that the tendency is to want to be aware of pain in the body, the places that hurt. So this is an important retraining. While breathing in, we're noticing the places in the body where there's calm, a healing, embodied calm. And the same as we breathe out. and allowing the calm to deepen and to spread, inspiring for the whole body to be covered, to be touched by this beautiful calm, this healing calm. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.